1: guess what? We're changing the name of the podcast. Your High Vibration Life was actually a working title of what actually came out to be called Vibe. And I like it better. I like the name Vibe better. So we are changing the podcast to be called Vibe. I hope you're going to like the new look. But today is a great day to start that because you know, if you read the book Vibe, that I have a whole section in there about high vibration medicine and how we have in the last few generations started to look to chemicals as our medicine. And they always, lower vibration. They always have negative health consequences. Whereas in the last few decades, scientists have found the most powerful healing part of plants found in the flowers and the stems and the stalks, different parts of the plant where the essential oil is. This is the most magical medicinal part of the plant. And that's, Part of why I'm excited is we haven't talked about essential oils. How do I go a year and a half without talking about essential oils? But secondly, I'm excited because I'm really introducing you today to one of my best friends. Dr. Eric Zielinski is absolutely amazing and Uh, He is about to come out with a book that is going to take the world by storm. He has millions of people following him. He has 5 million people on his website every year. He came out a few years ago, brand neutral. He isn't out there selling one of the big essential oil network marketing companies. He's out there completely neutral, educating people. I also absolutely love the guy. He and Chris Wark are my little brothers. We text practically every day. I run stuff that matters past him. He brings me stuff that matters, but he's amazing. You can't have a conversation with Dr. Z without references to his deep abiding faith. He is a biblical health educator. This matters to him. I have a feeling he's going to tell me when I finally let him talk here in a second, that he wishes his you know his second career would be um, to be on the stage, but his his site has really become the number one source out there on the internet for biblical health and again non branded essential oils education. I think you can trust what he says because he's a he's a researcher. He started his career as a researcher while he was in chiropractic school. He's a doctor of chiropractic, and he sits as a peer reviewer for multiple. Uh, medical journals. So I absolutely love Dr. Eric Z. He lives in Atlanta with his beautiful pageant winning wife, Sabrina, and his four adorable children with biblical names. So welcome, Dr Z
0: <laughs> Robin, I love you I'm so excited uh, the inaugural podcast about essential oils uh, what a perfect time you know what a perfect time today to talk about this I uh, I love you and everyone listening loves you um, and if anyone who has ever had the privilege of meeting you they just know how magnetic and just high vibe energetic you are and just thank you it's my pleasure.
1: Well, I have been waiting for this interview for a very long time. I've been very excited about your book coming out. I have a review copy in my hands, and I think that nobody's been out there doing anything non-branded. And so I really trust whatever you say, because I know how much time and effort you've put into educating yourself. You've gotten some certifications and you've you've gone beyond just self-education, haven't you, in becoming a true aromatherapist? Yes,
0: you know the thing is, yeah, I've got it dawned on me, Robin. And for everyone listening who's a podcaster or a writer or a blogger, you know, I want to encourage y'all to to be the expert that you're portraying yourself to be. And essentially, you've you and I talked about this. I had to become expert on the fly. I didn't expect it. I didn't want it. You know, I had this crazy idea of hosting a non branded essential oil summit. 165,000 people, it was almost three years, you know, almost three years now. And people looked at me and I was just the investigative journalist. I was just the interviewer and people came to me thousands, Robin, thousands. I literally read 4,500 comments and emails and people kept on saying, Dr. Z, help. I need advice. What do I do? People were like, really like sheep without a shepherd because you go out drsoandso.com and and you go to your favorite food blogger and all these folks and bless their heart. They're trying to make a living, but all the information's conflicting. Can you ingest? Can you not ingest? What do you do with oils? What about babies? What about pets? It's craziness out there. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get my act together. I'm going to figure this stuff out. And I actually went to aromatherapy school and traditional aromatherapy school. And I'm really glad I did because I've changed almost all of my articles on my website because I've had to update a lot of stuff and because I didn't realize, you know, being a researcher and a clinical aromatherapist there's two different worlds and there's actually a huge chasm between the two so i i'm just very blessed and very fortunate to have kind of one foot in the multi-level marketing world one foot in the aromatherapy world one foot in the research world one foot with you in the influencer world and the health world and i'm just kind of like without a home just kind of educating and helping everyone and it's it's a really interesting place to be
1: so back up for people who don't know much about essential oils, you know, it's funny because Facebook tells us who follows us and we have a big following on Facebook and Facebook has this all these crazy metrics. They know more about us than our spouse knows about us or, or our best friend knows about us. And And you know what Facebook told me recently is that the number one thing that my audience likes is essential oils. So probably a lot of my audience is actually deep in that world. Plus I live here where Young Living and doTERRA are in my backyard. Tell us what essential oils are and are they really powerful or are they overrated?
0: So in a nutshell, before antibiotics were invented, people used essential oils in a variety of different forms. Actually, it was combat medicine, thyme, oregano, lavender, lavender, world war one world war two this is how soldiers protected themselves from gangrene and from infection on the battlefield now but that was because we have steam distillation go back a couple hundred years maybe you know, 980 is when Arab alchemists invented steam distillation. That's when people started to mess around with these beautiful aromatic plants. But you know, there are little little baby little baby pockets of oil in all your plants. And whether it's bark, whether it's roots, leaves, um, blossoms, whatever it might be, you extract that, or you can even put them in olive oil and let those the, those volatile organic compounds they're known as just to seep through. And that's what our ancient ancestors used to do, Robin. They used to just put but like lavender, like a big old vat of lavender with a big old amount of olive oil, and they just let that steep. And then you just get this nice aromatic ointment, right? And other cultures would just get the, the roots and the leaves and they would burn it and they would get frankincense resin and they would create incense from that. So people have used aromatic plants for literally millennial. And they've used them for a variety of things, meditation, for healing, um, for a number of different ways. And then once science kind of caught up to like, hey, we can actually extract this stuff we're looking at really about a 150-year-old profession. I mean, really, at the end of the day, aromatherapy as we know it today is relatively new because I'm telling you, folks, Jesus didn't have frankincense oil. It just didn't exist back then because steam distillation wasn't around. So again, if you don't know what it is, the best analogy I could ever give is get an orange. Like if you're listening right now, press pause, go to your kitchen, get an orange or a lemon or a lime or a grapefruit, whatever you have, and get a knife and cut it. And just keep it on the uh, keep it on the counter and just smell for just a moment or two. I guarantee you, as, as long as you don't have congestion or sinus problems, you will smell a citrus smell. Why? Because volatile organic compounds, volatile meaning they evaporate, emit out of the citrus rind and they emit into the air. And then those particles touch your nose and say, hey, there's something here. It's a it's an orange or it's a grapefruit or it's a lime or lemon. That's what the, that's what the essential oil is. So when you're walking through a lavender field, you brush up against the lavender blossoms. You're brushing up against the volatile organic compounds that get them in into the air. Now here's the thing. They're natural, but not really, you know, not to, not to burst anyone's bubble, but you're not going to walk into an orange grove and see a pool of orange oil. It just doesn't exist. You have to extract it. And they're super concentrated. It literally takes 40 lemons to get a bottle of lemon a little itty-bitty 15-milliliter bottle. It takes 30-some pounds of lavender, lavender. Just think about that, just how light and airy lavender blossoms are to get a little bottle of lavender. So at the end of the day, folks, we're talking high-concentrated plant-based medicine as we know it today, and there's a number of ways that you can use them.
1: Okay, so you mentioned... Before we had antibiotics, we had essential oils. And I think this is a very hot topic right now. I personally, you can probably tell from my voice, just came out of a thing. I probably get sick once a year and, you know, don't fret for me. We need to get sick once in a while because the body produces mucus. The core temperature heats up. We burn out all these, you know... Uh, bacterial organisms cancer cells are are killed when we have a fever like a fever is good and I usually get sick for about a day a day and a half once a year and I believe that that is actually cleansing and purifying for the body it doesn't doesn't mean there's something wrong with us if we get sick when people say oh I'm really healthy because I never get sick that doesn't actually mean that you're really healthy um, <laughs> yeah exactly but uh, you know, I had a little bit of low back pain when I was sick with this. It started a week ago and it's clearing from my chest. My chest doesn't hurt anymore. Um, only a second time in my life I've ever had anything respiratory. And as with everything else I've ever gotten in the last 25 years, I use my essential oils. I have, just to be brand neutral here, I'm going to mention three. I have here on my desk my thieves. From young living my pro shield from a mayo and my on guard from doTERRA and each of them do a similar thing and they are freaking powerful tell us about antibiotics staying well being able to treat your family naturally and non-toxically and not going straight to the antibiotic thanks to the power of these magical camp- compounds
0: so, you know, Robin, when I was a kid, when I used to have a respiratory thing, whatever, my mom would get, you know, boiling hot water and get a bowl and put Vicks Vapor Rub in the bowl. And then I'd tent myself with a, with a towel, right? And would, that, that menthol would just open up my airways. Well, that's fake. That's synthetic. And that's a man-made version. It's a knockoff version of what you would find in eucalyptus and peppermint, for example. So at the end of the day, what I want to really impress upon people is where do you think chemists got the chemical structure of aspirin from? The chemical compounds from the birch tree, right? And so when you think of it, why would you want to get a knockoff? Why would you want to get a synthetic version? Because we actually have found within cellular mimicry, the body doesn't respond well to these chemicals. The body will reject these chemicals. We're essential oils, this is really interesting, the body will completely metabolize them. A landmark study in 1991 evaluated a male patient and the, um, the, the researchers massaged a 1.5% dilution of lavender on his abdomen. 1.5%, a couple drops per ounce, bottom line. And they massaged it over this male patient's abdomen. Within five minutes, they started to detect, because they did blood tests, lineal and lineal acetate, those chemicals that we know and love as calming and sedative that everyone loves lavender for. Within 20 minutes, full concentration of the compounds in the man's blood hour and a half, they're gone. Like they couldn't detect it. The guy metabolized it. You can't do that with drugs. So my big sales pitch for plant-based medicine, whether it's essential oils or whether it's whatever it might be, because Robin, you sell great stuff. You sell great whole foods, plant-based supplements is get the real deal. So at the end of the day, Whatever it is, just remember, folks, whatever it is, if it's chemotherapy, if it's a respiratory thing, there is a natural version of it. And so like you, you're mentioning those three power immune boosting oils. Well, I guarantee you there's pretty much the recipe is cinnamon, clove, maybe eucalyptus, rosemary, probably orange or lemon in there. Like that's the mixture that is so full of antimicrobial agents, antifungal agents, that um, it, it is super high in antioxidants. Like there's a reason why these companies all create their own little version of their quote immunity blend because it does the body good. And here's the cool thing about oils, Robin, and I know you appreciate, it's not like we're using oils like a drug. And I wanna be careful about that because sometimes, yeah, don't get me wrong, palliative care is important. We need to treat symptoms. But what the body does is, oh, well, let me, I should word, this way what essential oils do essential oils help the body actually perform better the essential oils actually create homeostasis in the body so using one for example rosemary on one person might raise blood pressure it might cause blood pressure to lower in someone else why because it can help cause homeostasis and so for me i'm all about hey not an outside and approach more inside out approach like i want to find out what's the root cause of my issues like why am i not feeling good right now and then let's use whatever i can use around me to get my place where I'm in back in harmony.
1: Yeah. When I was ill, I got in the sauna every night and I boiled some water on the stove in a pot and then I carried it down and got in my sauna with it and tented it with the towel I had in there. And I put wondering what you think of this. I put um, eucalyptus, lemongrass, garden there. So what do you think about that? sounds like you said, use some citrus. This, this will be important to people because I'll tell you, I posted on my personal page last week, Eric, just, um, how I, I got sick. And then here's this drink that I make that my grandmother makes a call it Mum's antiviral tonic. And, and that post, this is on my personal page, Eric, not the green smoothie girl page had yeah, 1200 yeah. shares. 1200 shares on my personal page. (laughs) So this is on people's minds. So what's, what are the best oils for antiviral? Because I always send like thieves pro shield or on guard with my children who live away from home. So they get right on. it. And I have them lick a drop off the back of their hand every hour or two. Like you say, it metabolizes all the way through. What are, what are those oils doing? And what are the best ones for antiviral and antibacterial?
0: Yeah. The ones, you know, we, we don't talk enough. I'm glad you mentioned lemongrass. We don't talk enough about lemongrass and thyme, specifically. I mean, they've been shown clinical research, multiple research studies to kill MRSA. I mean, folks, that is an antibiotic resistant bacteria. We've created super bugs. We've created bacteria, Fungus, poor women, especially with um, horrible vaginal infections that won't go away. I mean, there's there's antifungal candida that, that or I, I should say um, um, antifungal resistant candida that, you know what helps? Lavender and tea tree. And there's, I got all that stuff in my books. I was like floored. So at the end of the day, here's something to realize. There is no research at all to suggest that bacteria, that viruses or fungi can become resistant to essential oils, which is really shocking, which is really shocking. But here's the other thing too. Now, I'm not saying, I wanna put things in perspective though. Yeah, we're, we always, you know, we got the clove, we got the oreganos, you know, all the ones that you mentioned, the the cinnamons, the eucalyptus, all these are powerful. But here's something that I think is really important too. When you compare a drug compared to essential oils, most of the time, the research Research shows whether it's in vitro, you know, cells in a petri dish or the few human trials we have. Unfortunately, we don't have too many human trials because we don't have, you know, big pharma funding this. So, unfortunately, we don't have a lot to base this off of beside in vitro and good old, you know, case studies. But what we find is that essential oils perform about as good as a drug. And I'm not going to lie. Um, You know, some people say, well, just inflate it. No, no, no. I mean, truthfully, essential oils aren't going to outperform the drug. But here's the difference. There's no side effects. Let me repeat that. If you use them right, there's no side effects. I, I dare you to introduce a drug to me without a side effect. It's impossible. Every drug will have some sort of metabolic burden on your body. So at the end of the day, if I have a choice, between a natural therapy like essential oils or a drug, knowing that they'll perform about the same. I have side effects on one side, no side effects on the other. That's a no brainer to me. And so that's what I wanna encourage people of is not to make oils seem, cause this is the problem with Pinterest and Facebook and all the craziness going out there. People make it sound like these essential oils will cure you of death. No, they don't. But they're very safe if you use them right. They're very potent and powerful. But at the end of the day, people are going to drugs for a reason, Robin. Like really, if oregano did what it could do all the time, I don't think antibiotics would have gotten so popular. There's a reason. But now look at how people are, their microbiota is just destroyed. And look how many people are just suffering because of the abuse of these antibiotics. So at the end of the day, people go to drugs because they work and they work quick, but they never come without a cost.
1: Yeah. And then the cost can be long-term that toxicity stays in the body and it wrecks the microbiome. And I don't think people are understanding what you and I are seeing um, because we have big followings online and people are constantly saying, what do I do? I can't eat. I can't even eat the healthy foods that you promote because I have SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Mm -hmm. I have candida. I can't, you know, there's so many different diagnoses plus all the chronic gut issues, you know, that, that are not normal just because they're becoming common, they are not normal. And these are the long-term effects of taking antibiotics. And so I'm not saying that you shouldn't ever take an antibiotic. I'm so glad they're there. I think they work miracles. And I think that once or twice in a lifetime, they're the right answer. But I have knocked down dozens and dozens in myself and my children of viral or bacterial infections coming on in a day using yeah. essential oils. I can't, I can't even yeah. count how many times and how many things that we have resolved quickly without, you know, going to being desperately ill for for a week or whatever. I mean, I, it's possible what I got was the H1N1. It's possible I had the actual flu, but here's the thing. Most some people who get the flu don't have any symptoms. Some people who get the flu, have very mild symptoms. The vast majority of people who get the flu don't know they had the flu. And so I want to go to I want to go to a pretty controversial question because the more you learn the more committed you become to helping people learn how to use essential oils. But you know, I was late to the party on essential oils. It took me years of hearing people talk about it. And in the early years, I would roll my eyes a little bit and I would think well, it sounds like network marketing. And, and so I couldn't get myself around that. And then I started listening a little bit more and it st- sounded like there's some scientific validity to it. But I was hearing all these people who actually have a really terrible standard American diet, toxic lifestyle that aren't changing anything else, but they just went from this idea that's been so popular the past hundred years of a, p- a pill for every ill. Let's eat a chemical for this. Let's eat another chemical for that. And meanwhile, our liver and kidneys. Are getting backed up with all these chemical toxins that they are not built to assimilate or eliminate well. And did we move from a pill for every ill to I've got an oil for that? Is that is that a concern here? is Is it enough? Is it enough to just have a have an oil for everything?
0: You know, Rob, Robin, let let the data speak for itself and look at the rate of cancer, autoimmunity autism, chronic disease, heart disease, stroke, you name it, they're going up. And the use of essential oils and natural therapies in America and in all of industrial countries are skyrocketing. And so you got to wonder why. And so, yeah, essentially what's happened is people are replaced and you can't fault them. And you know what? I'd rather someone do a natural version than I guess a synthetic version. But at the end of the day, I say this all the time. You can't live you know, the McDonald's lifestyle and take a drop of oil and, and and expect you're doing your body good. You're literally one step forward and three steps back. And so at the end of the day, it breaks my heart because I, and, and you know what it's like, Robin, cause you do what, you know, you know, all the emails and the comments and, and, and it breaks my heart because people are desperate and they're crying out to me, asking me for like the magic blend. And I'm like, what's your diet? You know, what's what's your stress levels like? I mean, do you hate your spouse? Do you go to work and loathe it? I mean, where are you in your your mental and emotional detoxification? And once you really start getting deep, you find that at the end of the day, research has proven this. Research has been really shocking when it says how many patients demand antibiotics when they go to the primary care physician, and doctors just write scripts just to, for the sake of just keeping patients around. People are just, we want something, and they don't want to do what they need to do and what they know they need to do. And I say this not as a judgment, folks, because, you know, I'm guilty as anyone. I slip up on things and I have my story two years ago when I developed pneumonia because I literally worked myself to death because I was hosting these, you know, global telesummits and raising a family and, and doing the things that I was doing. And I got sick, like really, really bad. And I remember getting to the point where, you know, Robin, you know what it's like doing these interviews. I had like 15 interviews lined up in a course of like two weeks. And I'm like, well, I can't be hacking and coughing during these interviews. I got to do something. I tried my natural stuff. And, you know, folks, if you're taking notes, take a note on this. This is really important. Remember, natural therapies won't work as fast as drugs. This is really important. Natural therapies won't work as fast as drugs, but they work in the long run. And we, we mentioned vaginal and, um, Infections like this is a key lavender and tea tree, according to Dr. Jane Buckle, like who's a clinical aromatherapist, it's clear. And I quote her in my book, three days just give, she said, just give me three days with some lavender and tea tree, and we use a special dilution with a tampon, and you'll knock that thing out. But not many people want to wait three days, not many people want to wait a week. So I couldn't wait, Robin. So I, what I did, went to the doctor first time in like a decade, I had an antibiotic. I got through the first two weeks and then it came back and it came back worse and I was suffering. I mean, again, my family and I've only taken antibiotics as a household, they have six people, like a half dozen times with all of us. And so what I did was I came up with my version, I call it Dr. Z's flu shot, Um, but I had, um, I came up with something that just knocked that thing out, but I had to get on just good, I'm consuming vegetable broth and I was having a lot of good fruits and vegetables. And, And to me, I just needed to give it time. So whatever it is, folks, it could be a, a flu, it could be cancer, it could be whatever, as extreme or as not extreme, you got to give it time and, and, and find what works for your body. And we have ideas. I know what works for me. I know what works for my kids, but it might not work for you too. And I got to say, biochemical individuality, we hear it, we, we speak it in the functional medicine world, but I don't think people enough appreciate how just absolutely beautifully unique, they are. And yes, I am a unique individual. Nothing is gonna work the same for me as it will for someone else. And to me, Robin, I don't get discouraged by that. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. I gotta find out what works for me. And so when I you know, when I created my masterclass, the whole purpose of this, is like, look, I'm gonna give you the tools, but you gotta get the work. I can't give you your magic pill. Folks, the antibiotic mindset doesn't work with oils the same thing. People are like, well, what do I do? Take five drops of frankincense. Just like I'm going to take my whatever, three different pills of chemo. It's they got to get out of that mindset. Like you really have to find what works for you. And that takes time. That takes a little bit of energy. That takes a little bit of money. But you know what? You want no one. That's empowerment when you actually cure yourself.
1: Yeah. We can't be too prescriptive about it. We've all been trained by this medical model that there's a prescription and there's an exact amount and it works the same for everybody. But I'm I'm right there with you. I'm glad you said that it's very individual. For instance, echinacea never worked for me. Never worked for me. Never worked for my kids. That's like probably the most studied herb in the world. I've never seen it knock anything down. Now, these essential oils that are specifically antiviral and antibacterial, they work amazingly. And I'm just touching on a couple of things that you've said that really provoked me to think. And one of them is the natural solution isn't going to work as fast, but it will work. And the funny thing is the way I put it to my kids all the time is if you're going to wait until the next day to tell me that you're sick, then we didn't get on top of it. You have got to start using your essential oils and the other things that I give you. You've got to use them the first time your throat feels scratchy and you feel sort of shaky, like you have the body aches coming on. As soon as you feel the first symptoms, if you jump on it, I haven't seen anything yet. I can't knock down or knock days off of. And that may seem like, well, how did you know how long it was going to take? Well, usually because I got it from somebody and I saw how sick they were. And so getting on it early is really, really helpful. And that's why having your own essential oils in your home from you know one of the folks around you who sells these really high quality, I... I love organic essential oils. Five, 10 years ago, we could not get them. So um, more and more options are becoming available. I love that you talked about Dr. Z's flu shot. I want to mention something. If you think that the flu shot is going to save you and that antibiotics will save you if you get sick, consider that this year, this is the beginning of 2018 when Eric and I are recording this, it has now been established that the forms of the flu that we're getting right now in 2018 have zero crossover with what they put in the flu shot last year.
0: Yeah. They have no idea. It's a crap shoot. They have no idea.
1: Yep. 0% they, match. Some years it's yeah. a 50% match, some whatever, but it's, yeah. it's literally a 0% match,
0: but they're incentivizing people with free gas points at the local grocery store. I got to say that I don't want to get on that route because that's criminal. In my opinion, you said something really profound, Robin. I, I, I think it's really important. Please take home note of this especially people with cancer, late stage, whatever it is, disease. If you're at stage four and if you've been battling cancer for five years and if you've gone through all the bouts of chemo and radiation, don't walk into this natural world thinking, well, it's going to cure me. I'm telling you something the best results we get from people are the people that detect it early, especially cancer. Cause I'm telling you there's a lot of research suggesting that essential oils can help. And I personally know people, but it breaks my heart. Again, I get people when we go speak, we're at conferences they are coming to me. They're literally on their deathbed and they're like, what can I do? And I'm just like, uh, what do you want me to say? You know, it's hard. And so if, if you're in that position, not to say there's no hope, there's always hope. To me, that's when natural therapies like essential oils help with palliative care, make you feel better, help with the symptoms. I know nothing else on the planet that can help with nausea and headaches and mood disturbances and low libido like essential oils are great for symptoms. But to heal the body, you gotta catch it early. And to me, here's a rule of thumb. And any doctor worth her weight in, in salt should agree with this. Seriously, at the onset of any disease, go the natural route first unless it's an emergency, which is rare, you know, which is a rare like esophageal cancer that the tumor is blocking the airways or something like that, or trachea, right? It's not happening. Most people, 99.9% of all people being diagnosed of any sort of disease have a little bit of time. Why not try the natural route first? See how your body responds. Then be open, maybe take an integrative approach where you might need a little bit of whatever, low dose chemo or some sort of antibiotic just to help you, but never forsake it. Never forsake the natural solution because in this, another thing research suggests, essential oils actually help medicine do their job better. The problem that medicine has, most medicines don't have fat or lipids in it and your cells, right, are protected by your phospholipid membrane. So a lot of drugs can't penetrate into the cells. Those chemotherapy drugs can't penetrate through the brain because the blood brain barriers fat. Well, essential oils actually can act as a carrier to help chemo be better. And so we've just, a girlfriend of my wife's, very, very close friend, um, stage two breast cancer. She's done everything natural, everything natural she could possibly do. She's been waiting, waiting, waiting for chemo and and it stopped, but she wasn't getting any better. And she just felt a little bit anxious. And the doctor's like, look, why don't we try some chemo? And she stayed with the essential oils. She stayed with her organic diet. She stayed with her plant-based foods. Again, plant-based, she's not eating meat. She's not doing keto here, folks. She's doing like legit food, right? And guess what? A couple rounds of chemo, it's gone. And the doctor's like, this is a miracle. I've never seen this before. Well, I've seen that several times. Several times of people who truly take an integrative approach. So I I say this to say, because again, my wife and I, we're as granola as you get for natural home births. We don't vaccinate our kids. We take drugs if we need to, which is rare. It's not an all or nothing approach. I hate that dichotomy. It's all natural medicine. No, that's that's a lie. Well, you need to find what works for you. And sometimes it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And who are we to judge? And you know what it's like, Robin, being in our circles. I mean, heaven forbid, you take an aspirin at one of our conferences. What are people gonna look at? Oh, look at Robin taking an aspirin. You know, now we're judged. Now we feel embarrassed like, oh, heaven forbid, I I show a sign of weakness and I go to a pharmaceutical. And I I don't want, because I get that people apologize. Robin, like in their comments, in their emails, they apologize to me. Like they need, like I'm some sort of like authority where I'm gonna judge them for, I'm sorry, Dr. Z, I just started taking drugs for this. I'm like, what are you apologizing to me for? You know, you're doing what you gotta do. So anyway, be empowered, folks. This is all about empowerment. It's all about you realizing that you can truly take control of your health, but you have to do it circumspectly, wisely, and really, really just think twice before you just dive into anything.
1: Yeah. And you have to have your toolkit. You got to have your essential oils on hand. One thing I've been working with people on when we, every time I post something about how I got my son through oral surgery and that got, that got thousands of shares. And and like I said, on my personal page saying, here's my grandmother's drink that has garlic and ginger and cayenne and raw honey and lemon juice and, in it, you know, and, and 1200 people share it. I, I have to caution people. You got to have the stuff on hand. You have to have it there because if you get sick and then you go start yes. looking for it and you got to order it from Amazon or whatever, it's, that's a bad idea for the reasons we just talked about. And just to put um, Eric's cancer comments into context, um, we would neither of you say that you know someone's stage four; it's too late for you. Many, many, he's seen miracles. I've seen miracles, and I know he'll back me up on this. That that when you're stage four, we've seen people like we put our other brother Chris works uh, work to, into play where he addresses everything from spiritual to healing your childhood of trauma to being on the right supplements, to being on an organic plant-based diet, highly, you know, nuke the body with nutrients, to essential oils, all the good stuff, we get them on that, so that we're covering all the bases. We can't figure, you know, I'll take an oil and it'll cure my cancer. That's going to be one part of the solution. But stage four cancer patients and advanced stage disease, they do turn around all the time. You just can't use magical thinking. You can't just take the easiest, the easiest step. Essential oils are easy. Let's face it, essential oils are easy to use. Changing your diet to be fo- foundationally. Organic and plant-based is much less easy, much less easy than we have to attack our addictions and all those things. So all of them, all of them play a part. And I think what Eric is saying is the same thing I was saying, which is get empowered now, early. Have your tools. Know what the what any risks are. And and so let's go to that, Eric, because I know you talk often about safety concerns. People always want to know: Are these essential oils really? Are they really safe? What safety concerns do people need to be aware of?
0: Yeah, they are very concentrated and they're caustic, meaning they could burn. And I'm telling you, I don't believe my body was designed by God to interact with these in high intensities throughout the day. People are just slathering them all over their bodies. They're putting drops in their mouth. You know, I get it. I, I know people i hear it all the time i've been doing that for 20 years well that sounds like the 80 year old smoker who's been smoking without cancer he's like hey my these marbles don't hurt me there have been so many cases of people burning themselves causing sensitization which is a contact dermatitis and just breaking out in rashes and oozing sores because again these oils can interact with your skin they need to be diluted now if someone were to show me naturally that you could find essential oils in nature I could see that argument, but you can't. They need to be distilled and they're highly concentrated. So be just careful, folks. Yeah, do I ever put a drop of lemon in my mouth? Yeah, once in a while, not every day. I will say though, I consume essential oils almost every day, but it's in a mixture of like a little bit of coconut oil. Like I like my matcha green tea. And I like to add a little bit of coconut oil to it, maybe a drop of peppermint, a drop of, a drop of cinnamon, um, some hot water, liquid stevia. That's my thing, you know. And it's it's diluted. It's not like straight oil that I'm putting in my mouth. So yes, there is safety concerns. Some oils are phototoxic, like bergamot and some of the citrus, like and even dill, cumin. So if you put them on your skin. And if you don't dilute them and go hang out and go play beach volleyball, you might burn your skin like badly because they exemplify the UV rays. Time, time and time again, just bottom line is just, just, just be careful. And as people are never going to go to the the drugstore and get an over the counter, whatever it is, and just start taking a handful of pills because they want to, you shouldn't do that with your oils. You shouldn't do that with your supplements and you shouldn't do that with your probiotics.
1: So more, more is not better.
0: Yeah. And I think, Robin, that as a as a as a natural, I don't know, I, I consider myself like a natural health guy, right? In the natural health community, I think what we've done is we've gotten very familiar and we've gotten not lazy, it's not the word I'm looking for, but it's like, you know, we just we don't respect the potential harm. And we're like, well, if it's natural, it's gotta be good. Well, yeah, but You know, people can still die of drinking too much water. I mean, there's still, we have to put things into context. So I want to kind of put a little healthy fear of God in people just be like, look, these things are awesome. They could change your life, but let's learn how to use them quickly first to get the principles down, get some dilutions, learn how to apply them on your children, on your pets, some safety risks, you know, and then let's kind of go from there.
1: Yeah. An example of more is not better is one of the network marketing companies around here that sells essential oils. And and again, neither Eric nor I sell essential oils, did an experiment with essential oil compounds that are known to be cytotoxic to cancer cells. And they took several different types of cancer and they put them in Petri dishes, which doesn't prove that in the human body that the essential oil compound actually will do anything to anybody's specific cancer. But in a Petri dish, it was showing how all the different oils did against all the specific types of cancer. And I noticed that it was one to two drops that did the work that killed, for instance, uh, one study that I'm thinking of that one of these companies did was, uh, some oils against MRSA. And like you said, Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. of the exciting things that really shows the power of essential oils is that there are essential oils that will kill MRSA, like hundred percent kill rate. And that, you know, MRSA kills people in hospitals because it's become, it's one of the super bugs it's become antibiotic resistant and it you know, is they fear it in hospitals, and that's where people tend to get it. And so, but anyway, this this MRSA kill study and the cancer kill study was one or two drops would kill it all and four and five drops was not better and sometimes was less effective. So getting it right, I know that you have a solution for us. We're, we're going to have this at greensmoothiegirl.com slash Dr. Z, so drZ greensmoothgirl.com slash Dr. Z and you have a really cool masterclass coming up. Tell us about what people will learn, because I feel like most of the people who are listening to my show probably have a collection of essential oils at home, but if they're like most of us, they don't know what to do with them. So how are you helping with that?
0: Well, first I got to give whatever credit's due. I want to thank you, Robin, for really inspiring me to do a masterclass. Um, you know, I've done the summits. I've done the interview things. I was like, "What do I do?" And and you just said, "Why don't you do a masterclass?" And and I saw your masterclass. And anyone who hasn't, you gotta watch Robbins. It's it's brilliant. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just teach people in bite sized chunks what to do. And we try to make it really enjoyable. Me and I, you know, got a lot of video. And we got some interviews, and we got some fun testimonials. But at the end of the day, you're gonna sit with me, and for ten days straight. And it's, I'm not talking hours and hours and hours. We keep the videos pretty short, about 20 minutes a pop. And we're going to teach you everything you need to know from start to finish. That you're going to leave, and I guarantee you this, you're going to leave much more confident. I don't care what level you're at. If you could be, a, you could be a 20-year aromatherapist, you're going to learn something. Whether you're just a brand new person, just bought your first starter kit. You're going to leave more confident to use oils the right way for everything. We cover everything from topical, internal, how to inhale them properly, body care, cleaning products. My wife, you know, mom is eating, that's, that's her thing. Like she's a DIY guru, how to cook with them, how to prevent and even treat disease. We cover basic and very profound concepts that will help you a long ways away. And so it just gives you, it's everything. So it's like your soup and nuts guide. And I I did it because it needed to be done because I'll tell you, there are very few folks out there that are a non-branded actually none in fact none are non-branded that are doing anything like this i'm like you know what i gotta create something that everyone can go to not have to worry about losing their downline you don't have to worry about you know getting sold a a product on the back end no this is like look, let's just talk oils let's talk the research let's bring mama z and our kids involved make it cute and i'm really excited about it i'm proud of it and i want to thank you robin too because you really inspired me to do it
1: Well, teaching people by video is how they want to be taught. That's what we've learned. You know, I'm a, I'm a writer first, but I've learned to deliver a good message on video. And you, you have a really, you know, magnetic personality and you can tell that Dr. Z and Mama Z are way into this. I've been going through some of their videos and they are walking the talk. We don't want to learn from people who are just academic about it. We want to learn from people who are actually using essential oils in their home for all these purposes. And so there are gurus and you can jump into the masterclass at com slash Dr Z. That's D-R-Z. And then tell us a little bit about your book. What's coming up in in your book. You've, you've told me it's your magnum opus that you just (laughs) have brought amazingness to the world. This is, this is, I I birthed my baby. Um, And I'm like you, Robin, I'm a writer. I mean, I I
0: could just, that's what I do. I'm behind my computers, how I started out. Um, I've never pushed myself so hard to produce something so accurate meaning I actually submitted my book to my aromatherapy mentor and my colleagues to peer review it. I don't know anyone getting peer reviewed books, you know, um, I wanted to make sure this was legit and I'm, I pushed myself to a different level and I'm excited about that because I really challenged myself and all y'all who follow me. And for those of you who want to, please do and ask me questions because I read them. I might not answer all of them. I'm Sorry, I get so many sometimes. But I take what you guys are coming to me with, your questions, your concerns, your comments, and that challenged me more than anything. And so I get what the world tells me. I'm like, okay, how do we make sense of this stuff? But yeah, I'm excited, Robin, because it's not your typical aromatherapy book. Like there's nothing like it on the market because most books out there are like A to Z reference guides. Like this is a legitimate health book. I have a whole chapter on, on menopause and post menopause, a whole chapter on candida. Like we actually go into the diseases. Um, and quite frankly, women, um, the, the research on women was so profound. We developed not a chapter, but a section, which was like five chapters on just women. We cover everything from pre all the way through post-menopause in the middle, every stage of a woman's life because A, most people that follow us are women and B, there's a lot of research out there about oils and women. I'm like, we gotta, we gotta serve our public here. So anyway- If you're a guy, you're going to get a lot out of it. We talk about pets and athletes, but at the end of the day, what I wanted to do was I want to empower you to look at life holistically and how oils can play in that role. And like Robin, she, she absolutely practices what she preaches with how she eats and what she does with her mind, her emotions, how she manages stress. And so this is part of it, you know, at the end of the day, If you don't change your life and if you expect essential oils to do X, Y, Z, that's not the right mental attitude to have. So I want to encourage people to walk into this life, you know, follow you, Robin, read your articles, buy your products and, and get healthy and maybe, you know, try essential oils and try this, try that. Find what works for you. And I'm telling you the book, like 150 recipes, you'll get everything that you'll need to keep you busy for quite a while.
1: Okay. So they can find you at greensmoothiegirl.com slash Dr. Z, D-R-Z. But where else can they find you on the internet, Eric? Oh,
0: Dr. You can go on my website and uh, love to have you. Let's learn how to do these things together.
1: Okay. Thank you so much, my brother. Love you, Robin. I really appreciate it.